Click, click, boom. What's going on, faithful? It's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew. We are back, guys. Another March Madness for that. Hey, I can't say it because we're not past seven minutes. But y'all know what it is, man. Uh, shout out to all of my faithful uh, subscribers, faithful, faithful out there. You guys have been nothing but phenomenal. I want to start this show by thanking you guys for your continued support. Uh, your boy's been going through it between uh, headaches and been not feeling well and all that stuff. I've missed a couple of episodes, but I'm back, man. I'm going to be trying to do some more of these episodes too uh, today, believe it or not. I'm going to try to do a couple more of them today, uh, so make sure you guys have those notifications turned on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, in case this is your first time here, this is the March Madness episode, okay? So you guys are allowed to ask anything you want. Type it in there. We're going to get to as many of them as possible. Uh, the Niners have given us some good things to talk about, some good things to discuss. So tonight's show should be good. Uh, we're going to be going live later on this evening if all things go well. And uh, we're going to be doing these shows. So hopefully you guys load up the questions and we get to them all. All right. So here we go. Uh, my man DJ Malone is the first one in here. and It's not even nighttime. Let's go, man. He says, what's Gucci, my faithful? Uh, how's your day going, fam? So far, so good. Over here at the office right now, um, upstairs in the in the break room, uh, just trying to bring you guys some March Madness. But uh, so far, so good. Today was definitely a better day than what yesterday was. I can tell you that much. All right. Um, says, can you guys please explain why Kyle's dad is the godfather of the modern day West Coast offense? Um, what did y'all have for lunch? All right. So let me start with the lunch thing. I had Chipotle today. All right. Um, and that's only because. I left my wallet at home, so I had to go somewhere where I could order from the app, and it was Chick-fil-A or Chipotle, and I decided to go with Chipotle because it's not as greasy and it doesn't mess up my stomach, so I went there, or it doesn't mess up my stomach as much. Uh, as far as um, Kyle's dad being the godfather of the modern-day West Coast offense, you know, um, when when you look at when you look at Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, um, and the and the way that he ran his offenses, I mean, it, there's it's so weird <clears throat> when you when you think about the West Coast offense. People think about Joe Montana and George Seifert, and then if you look at what uh, Mike Shanahan was doing, Denver and Washington and things like that, uh, I guess people look for similarities. And I'll be completely honest with you, man. I'm not the X's and O's guy. Now, this might be something that Tony could explain without a problem, right? Tony can probably get on that without any issue at all and tell you exactly how and why he's that guy. But uh, let me see something. Oh, I thought maybe I had Tony's number on my other phone here. And I was going to give him a call, believe it or not. Uh, but doesn't look like I have his number. Oh, I think I called him when I, before I got this phone. Anyhow, uh, but yeah, so, you know, you have to be a, uh, an X's and O's guys, uh, an X's and O's guy to look at, at these kind of things. Um, you know, <laughs> the forward pass, right? Like, ooh, is everyone copying my style now? I I, I don't think so, man. Uh, short short plays to set up the plays down the field and things like that. Um, the the run game being extension of the pa of the pass game and and vice versa. I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Don't get me lying about any of that shit, man. I, I'll find out for you and get and get a better answer for you, um, because I don't see a ton of similarities when I go back and I look at the you know when I go back and I look at the 
the Bill Walsh and George Seifert offenses, and then I look at what Kyle Shanahan is doing today. Um, I, I see plays that look like they're longer developing now, um, even though they're, we relatively want a pretty quick-hitting offense, right? I think back then it was quicker. Um, I thought they were more decisive, and, and they were throwing to places and not people and things like that, and I just don't see that happening as much. The spacing and all, uh, but that's, with, that's what I see with Kyle. So uh, I don't want to lie about anything that Mike Shanahan was doing because I didn't watch him nearly as close. All right. Uh, it says here, um, after winning ring number six, is it fair to say we're back? Didn't Trey say that he didn't want to be handled or uh, handed the QB1 position? Is there anyone in the AFC North we should be worried about playing? All right. Good questions here. All right. So uh, I think it's safe to say that we're back without winning the ring. The Niners are a formidable team. They're in the playoffs damn near every year. And not only are they in the playoffs, they make a deep run. Now, I know that some people say, oh, the bottom line is the Super Bowl. And if you're not winning the Super Bowl, you're not doing anything. And I hear you. I understand all that. But I have never subscribed to the whole, if you don't win the Super Bowl, you didn't have a successful season. My brain doesn't work that way. I've watched enough bad football to appreciate what we're going through right now. I got through the Mariucci days and the Nolan days and the Singletary days and the and the Tom uh the Tom Tom what the fuck is his name? The guy burping and farting, uh Jim Tom Sula, uh Chip Ke like I remember all of that stuff. I remember Jimmy Ray as an offensive coordinator, right? I'm never gonna say that this brand of 49ers football isn't back. I'm never gonna say that this brand of winning. This style and, and the way that we're playing and, and, and our relevance in the NFL. I'm never going to say that we're not back. We're not winning. We haven't won at all. That is completely separate than being back to me. I think we're back. I think we're back as one of those respected teams. I think the 49ers franchise has that that swagger back to it now where people say, damn, it's the Niners. We got, we got, we're in for one. I think we are back to that. Um, so if, especially if we win the ring, then you damn sure best believe I'm going to be walking around saying we're back. All right. Didn't Trey say that he didn't want to be handed the QB one position. He did. He absolutely didn't. He should. And I'm going to get into that on tonight's episode. I have a whole theory. I'm going to lay out there for you guys. This is, this is a good one too. This is a really, really good one. I might have to do it on Patreon so I don't get interrupted, but I have a really, really good one uh, for you guys to hear later on. Um, I think Trey Lance is absolutely correct. I don't want to be handed the quarter, the QB1 position. And as Niner fans, we shouldn't want anybody handed the position. Go out there and earn it. You know, um, if you listen to Kyle's last presser, um, he did say that Trey Lance wasn't competing with anybody. That job was his. He was given that job. The way you're trying to put some uh, encouragement behind the young man and all that stuff. But Trey did come out this offseason after seeing what Brock Purdy did and say, I don't want to be handed the position. I want to go out there and earn it. So. I like that. That's the mindset that you want your quarterback to have, okay? Is there anyone in the AFC North we should be worried about playing? Um, the AFC North is an interesting uh, division, and the truth of the matter is we should be worried about playing um, – we should be worried about playing anybody on our schedule. I am not one of those people that's going to overlook the uh, – I'm not overlooking the Cardinals. I'm not overlooking the Seahawks. I don't care if we had the Eagles, right? The Eagles are a team that I don't expect to be anywhere near as good as they were last year. New coordinators on both sides of the ball. A uh, couple of players left the lineup. You, get, you did retain some guys. I'm not saying that they're going to be good. But I'm damn sure not saying it's an easy win. It's an automatic win. 
I'm not looking over any of those guys. When it comes to a team like the Steelers, am I worried about them? Absolutely not. You know, uh, the Bengals, am I worried about them? No, we handled them too. The Brown, the Browns, I'm never worried about the Browns. And then there's the Ravens. I'm not even worried about the Ravens. Um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be worried about them. I think we can win those games. But are we worried about them, Wayne? What do you think? Are you? Are there? In a, is there an AFC team uh, in the North that you're worried about? Because we have to play that division this year. Nah, there's only one AFC t- AFC team I would be worried about, and that's the team with Patrick Mahomes on it. Um, I feel like they've beaten Joe Burrow before, and that was without a stout defense. Uh, that's without the number one defense. They beat Joe Burrow. Um, I, there's no AFC team that that pumps fair. My, it's funny because uh, it's the AFC West. It, it, that's the team we couldn't beat. <laughs> we couldn't beat a, a low down Russell Wilson, and and we couldn't beat Patrick Mahomes. Them that's. God damn it, Russell Wilson still got another win against us. I just don't understand, bro. I mean, that was the probably the worst we'll ever see him play. I don't think he'll be as bad as he was last year. No, still couldn't, and we still couldn't get that dub, man. It's pretty. That's terrible, man. It's like just some people, just some people. You know what I mean? Like you could have said the Broncos are gonna have a bad year, yeah, but it's Russell Wilson. We gotta deal with him. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that's tough. He sucked against everybody else, but he found a way to beat the 49ers. So. Uh, going back to the AFC North, I mean, I, I know we got some games. We're going to, you know, Cleveland, Pittsburgh will be on this side of the country. Um, but those teams don't worry. They don't They don't worry me, yo. Not even the Baltimore Ravens. If they think about it. They won't, they'll be probably Lamar Jackson less. Nah, them. he'll be there. He'll be there. I hear you. The Ravens, the Ravens are saying things that make me know that they're, they're going to, even uh, if he's franchise tagged, He'll, he'll be there. He's already he's got a tag. tag. He's yeah, he's, a, he's already got a tag. He's not going nowhere. They, they've made it clear that they don't want him to go anywhere. Okay. But um, if I had to pick one team, if I had to pick one team that I would say has the best shot at beating us in that division, again, they're stacked up. It's the way Who? that they're stacked up. I would pick the Bengals because of the way that they're they're built. But that would be the, the only team I feel like in that division that's going to give us trouble. Wow. Who would okay. you pick? I, I, I guess I'm going to go with the Bengals, too. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think you were because... Well, no, I, I didn't want to, but then I'm thinking about all the other teams out there, right? I'm not worried about a Lamar Jackson-led team right? against okay. the Niners because I don't think their defense can slow us down enough, right? When I um, look at the... When, yeah. I, when, when I look at the Steelers, I don't think their offense can slow down our our defense. You know, I don't think they're going to put up a lot of points on this, so I'm not worried about that. Okay. And then when I look at the Browns, a ton of talent, but I mean, come on, man. You still have to, you still have to, you can't factor out Deshaun Watson. I'm factoring him in, and that's why I'm not worried. He played like shit all year. I mean, that was last year. That's why I say you can't factor him out, because now he had his one year where he had time off from football. He didn't play football for a minute. And then that was that was his go round. You know, it takes time to get acclimated to a new system. So you're saying that people should be a little more patient with guys who haven't played football in a year at the quarterback position? Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't I think that? Hmm. Okay. All right. Where are you cool. going with this? I'm no. I, unfortunately, it's not a show. I can't bait you right now. But damn, that was right there at the rim, man. Oh, I, I, was I, I need to know where you're going with this. I, I, I'm just saying that I I know of some other teams that you know in the NFL that have a quarterback that 
hasn't played football in a year. But according to the fans of that team, uh, the the quarterback that will likely start this year needs to come out with his hair on fire. And here you are saying that we need to, uh, you know, lower expectations for guys who haven't played in a year. But but the but the difference between oh. me, a Deshaun Watson and a Trey Lance because that's what oh here we going. go. So the difference between the two is that Deshaun ha- he has proven he can play at an elite level in the NFL, whereas Trey Lance hasn't had the opportunity to prove that he can play uh, at an elite on an elite level. For the simple fact, he just been injured. So do I? I oh I, I disagree so much. I. Not, not with Trey Lance playing at an elite level. I don't think we've seen that. So, what do you disagree with then? Because what Deshaun Watson playing at an elite level? You don't think he's ever played at an elite level? No, I think Deshaun Watson has shown he can take over a game with his legs if need be. Not his preferred method. I think Deshaun Watson has shown that he can throw the ball deep uh, yeah. if need be. I he think that he over just... four thousand yards a few seasons. Like so, that's playing at an elite level. At one point, he was in the running of being an MVP. I, look, whatever happened to Deshaun Watson happened, and that declined his play. He wasn't out on the field. He wasn't in football shape. All those different types of things. I'm just saying, uh, I wouldn't count him out. Now, if he has another year where he struggles, then maybe he's on his decline. Just like we're not counting out Russell Wilson, but he sucked last year. But you just told me that for some reason, Russell Wilson may just find a way to get better all of a sudden it Oh no, I, I think Watson would be better too. Let me let me be I don't want to be any qualms about what I'm saying. Yeah. No, Watson's definitely gonna be better than what he was last year. Oh, I right. just name one player that went to the Cleveland Browns that became good. Josh Gordon. I was trying. I was trying Miles Garrett. He came in already good. I don't think they made him good. <laughs> Nick Chubb. Same thing, yo. Nick Chubb was a force. I hope. Yeah, I'm, run, I'm, I'm running out. I'm running out of names, man. But that's the franchise. You know what I mean? Like that's what they do. Hey, listen. He says here. Uh, do y'all think we're going defensive line, defensive back, and tight end with that third round pick? No. <laughs> I, honestly, uh, DJ, I don't know where the hell they're going. The 49ers are set. Uh, roster based. They're they. It's. It depends on who's who's available on their big board. And if guys have fallen, uh, if it's a tight end and they had them highly ranked, they go with the tight end. If it's a safety that dropped and they had them going in the first round and they dropped to the third round and they got a high grade on them, they'll go safety. If if it's an offensive lineman, they'll go that. It, it, I don't think it matters. I think the position is out of, out of whack. We don't know where they're going to go. Uh, it seems like the glaring hole is the right tackle on the team, but maybe that's not a glaring hole. I mean, that's just what it appears to be because that's where it seems like we lost the most value. Don't know. Depends on who's available. So I don't think they might they might not go any of them type uh, positions. I definitely don't see them going DB there because I feel like they have their defensive backs, and if anything – they're looking for a nickel to come in, or maybe they are looking back. I, I don't know. I mean, but nickel DB is still the same thing. Uh, but I, I don't know. I honestly, DJ, I, I wouldn't be able to touch this. Like, if you asked me to just put the Niners draft in order of positions, I could probably do it a hundred different ways and not get it right because you just can't tell. You can't tell. 
uh, the draft is so reactionary based off of other people's picks and then a reaction to your draft board and the value that you have set at certain positions and all that. It's it's a crapshoot, and there's only one real way it's going to turn out, and that's the way that the teams decide to do it. So I, I don't know. Um, Tony, I do have a question for you. Maybe, Wayne, you can answer this also. Um, is Michael Shanahan the godfather of the West Coast offense? Why or why not? Is Michael Shanahan the godfather of the West Coast offense? Ah, man, I don't know. I don't know. Because Holmgren's still alive, I don't know. There you go. Wayne, what do you think? (laughs) The godfather of the West Coast offense. Is, is it is it fair to say that Kyle Shanahan and George Seifert, not George Seifert, well, I mean, yeah, George Seifert too, but Kyle Shanahan and Bill Walsh didn't run the same kind of offense? Like, is isn't there a sprinkle of it? Is, is it fair to say that they don't run the same? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I think Kyle Shanahan's offense has adapted concepts uh, from Bill Walsh, but the whole league has. Pretty much, and then and then it comes down to adaptation, creativity, uh, and, and and you know, it's like, all right, Mike, it's like this. I'm, I'm gonna break it to people in, in musical terms, right? Think about a song that came out in the '70s, and that junk was all instrumentation. It was a hit. No, you've never heard it before. You know what I'm saying? You like, oh, that junk is so dope. Papa was a Rolling Stone. I'm with you. All right, and now in 2023, somebody take that joint. And not only do they re- remake it, they, re- they they make it their own. And so, like, you might get interpolations or, or, or references from that particular song to where it's going, oh, that's Papa was a Rolling Stone. It got that doom. Doom, 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 doom. It got that in there. You know what I mean? And so now, yeah, right. And so you might hear that and something today, you're going to be like, oh, that's that Papa. But how creative was the was the producer? When, when when taking that uh, example and making it their own, and I feel like that's what Kyle Shanahan has done. He's taken something that's been, you know, a, a, a cornerstone in the NFL and adapted it. Uh, his father changed it up a little bit with the, the way he utilizes his running backs, you know. His, I feel like his dad was the type of guy that was like, yo, go get me some guys off the practice squad or whatever. We're going to make them MVPs. And look what Kyle Shanahan does. So, like, he, he takes – things and he makes it on but that's that's the way of the world that's how you do it it's all about yo can you take this and make it better that's kind of how i look at it and i feel like kyle's offense is is an interpolation of a lot of different things not just bill walsh it's kyle shanahan and then there'll be people doing the same thing to kyle shanahan in years to come gotcha all right all right um There was another part of this question that I wanted to talk to y'all about, and I'm glad that y'all are here. It says, is it fair to speculate that Darnold is playing a preseason game? Now, I think that that's fairly obvious. Yes, Sam Darnold will play preseason games for the 49ers, barring some sort of crazy injury, right? I think we all agree on that. Yeah. Yes? Yes. Here's my question for you guys. Knowing the lack of experience Trey Lance has, Knowing his injury history, does Kyle Shanahan use Trey Lance's preseason playing time 
as game plan scenarios and not just going out there to evaluate random plays. Like put him in and you are actually trying to score so you can evaluate Trey Lance's play and not evaluation of other players. Because we, we, we've seen where they're just trying to it, – it's third and short it all the way down the field to see what happens, right? Like even on first downs, we've seen them do situations in preseason where it's not – you can tell they're not trying to score. You can tell they're not – they're just looking at – they're trying to get certain looks for certain players, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think they do something different specifically with Trey Lance during the preseason this year? I don't. I think they're going to – I think they're going to let him play. I don't think they're going to hold him back. I think they're going to let him play, and that's it. Because they, they need to see him verse in, in game situations. I understand. That's what that. But that's what I'm saying. Do you think they make it like real game situations? Like, hey, we want you to drive down the field and score every time. See what the defense is giving you and play as yeah, if it's a game scenario. That's what I'm saying. They're, you're going to see that. Oh, you're, okay. You're going to see that. They have to do that because you have four games on Trey Lance. That's it. They got to see what this kid is. This is his. This is his opportunity to take it and run. And I understand it's going to be difficult to evaluate because opposing teams in the preseason aren't going to give you the their true looks or uh, confusing looks with their coverage and show this and go to that look. You know what I'm saying? So I think Kyle's going to. I think Kyle's going to go all out with him and where he's at, and then you know, then he makes the decision then. And going forward with what if he comes back, if not, I think the key factor is whether or not Purdy starts the season or they put him on the pup list. That's going to tell you a lot because that's six weeks. So if they put him on six weeks, that means Kyle is liking what he's seeing from Trey Lance. The pup All right, what? Six weeks or four weeks? I thought it was six. Well, I thought I think PUP is is six weeks. I thought it was four weeks, but okay. Let's see. But uh, what do you think? How do you, how do you think they use him in preseason? How did they use Sam Darnold? No, no, no. Um, um, Trey Lance. Oh, how did they use Trey? Mm-hmm. I mean, it all it's gonna come down to how well he tests in phase one and phase two. <laughs> like how well he performs out there. Um, they brought in Sam Darnold. To me, they signed Sam Darnold for a reason, man. It, it was to, you know, it's not just the good old insurance plan. It's they they really gonna test out to see what Trey Lance is capable of of doing. And they brought in some competition while Brock is resting and healing up. So um it all comes down to I think Trey Lance gets those those starts, those snaps, those reps. But you heard Kyle said that, uh, you know, Sam's going to get some too. So when it comes down to preseason games, I mean, Trey may get the first half of one game and, 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 or he might get a, he won't get a whole game by himself, but then they might flip flop it because there's only three games. So, you know, I think it'll be like the trail, get the bulk of the first game, Darnold to get the bulk of the second game. And whoever had the best game with the ones would start that third game. That's kind of how I think it's going to pan out. And if whoever starts that third game is going to be the guy, that's probably going to start the season off because I'm with Tony. I think the wisest thing to do is to just allow Brock to, you know, 
Don't rush him back, man. If you can use the PUP, Kyle Kyle is a is the king of manipulating uh rules. So he will use the hell out of something if it's there, you know. And so PUP is there for this particular type of thing. It's for NFL players that got hurt playing in the NFL, and they'll probably manipulate it and start Brock on there and, and then have some space and add other people to the roster for those four to six weeks, whatever that number is. All right. I want to get to some questions other than DJ Malone's. I know DJ will be back, so don't take offense to it, but um, we're going to do a couple more shows throughout the day. Uh, ben has one here, and he says, my question is, what would you like to see us do to be more efficient? Run the ball, short passing, et cetera. Um, this, you know what I think sounds crazy? I would like to see us attempt more shots down the field. And I think that would open some more spacing up for the short to intermediate passes. I think that will allow us to naturally be more efficient. I would like us to see attempt one every other drive, a shot down the field, just to keep safeties honest. Like instead of us getting one or two a game, take take five or six a game and just, just keep people honest. I think that would open stuff up. Kyle already does a masterful job of spacing players out, and the offense runs at a pretty efficient clip. I'm not going to lie to you. The defense has been number one for the last couple of seasons, right? They're as efficient as it gets on defense. Um, we could stand for a couple more turnovers, a couple more interceptions on defense, right? But on the offensive side of the ball, I think we can get more efficient if we just took a couple more shots down the field. Okay. Regardless of the uh, success rate, if we just took a couple more shots, take one on first or second down, see what you get um, every other drive, and then just you know go from there. I, that's the only way I could see this offense becoming more efficient. It's going to knock down your um, your per play yards per average per, uh, yards per play average. It'll probably knock that down because the deeper shots are a lower percentage of completion uh, and success. But it will make every other play that much more successful. What do you guys think? How would you improve this team's efficiency? Go ahead, Tony. I would, I mean, I agree with that, but I think in order to do that, you have to run the ball. They have to run the ball to set up the play action to take the shot. Kyle's offense is not directed and scripted to go just straight downfield and attack. So run sets the play action pass up. You know, in past practice, we've seen Jimmy do the intermediate route with the play action pass. But, you know, now, and that's where I agree you're saying with going down the field. But it's got to be based off of play action. And it's got to be based off of, of the run game. So the staple of the offense is the run game, and everything branches out off of that. Yeah, right. I mean, I agree with I agree with with Tony and and Mike. I, I agree with both of you guys. I mean, it's gonna it takes, you know, the run. But the question is to me, like, how do you improve the run game? It starts with up front, right? It starts with the blocking, and also also starts with the pieces that you have. And I feel like the only element that's missing from the rushing attack is the speed. And it's something that we've kind of gotten accustomed to as 49er fans. Uh, and that that element is gone. And they've tried to do the bam, bam, thank you, man type of style offense. And guys are getting bruised up. I mean, look at Elijah Mitchell is getting beat up, got beat up last year running up the middle and things like that. So maybe they maybe they add speed to the element of the run game to make the run game more efficient because the more efficient the run game is, the more play action passes you can do, like Tony said, and then the more shots you can take down the field. I'm not sure, Mike, if you're talking about, hey, man, just 
you know, line up under center, drop back and go straight deep. I think it's going to take some faking and, and stuff like that. Now, with to me, with a quarterback like Trey Lance, who has the probably the best arm uh, on the team, uh, getting the ball down the field. I mean, the issue with him is, you know, just, you know, getting the reps out there to go ahead and do it. So uh, I like that's why Brock Purdy is so good in his offense. He's highly efficient and getting the ball out quick, quick processing, things like that. So the question is, like, how are we going to run the ball, you know, if we don't run the ball successfully, how are we going to set up for those play action passes? So I think, like Tony says, it starts with the end game. You you improve that. You add that speed element back to that, where you can get to those outside zones or those one cuts, hits, and home runs. Boom! You can go deep all day because now the defenses aren't going to be able to stack that box. All right, give me a quick yes or no here, fellas. Uh, do you think Kyle will give Trey Lance a fair shot uh, at QB one? Yeah. I think he gives a fair shot. Yeah, I do. As do I. I do. I do, I do, I do. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I saw rumors about Kirk Cousins to the 40. We see that every year. Same with OBJ. I'm not believing any of those. Um, There's 11 picks in this year's draft. Do you think the Niners try to trade? And go after a decent prospect or sit back in the best player bill. I, I I still think that we move around a lot. I don't know if it's up and down, back and forth, but I think we're going to move more than once. Um, and I don't know who, uh, what they're going to do. I, I tell you what, let's let's ask this question instead. The Niners have eleven picks right now. If I set the line at ten and a half, are you taking the over or under for total picks the Niners use? Um. They have 11. I'm setting the line at 11 and a half. I mean, 10 and a half. Over, under on how many picks the Niners actually use. I'll go under. I think they use 10. Which means that they trade up at some point. I like that. Tony, what do you think? See, I think that's a trick question because they have two, they have three picks. Three out of four picks in the bottom of the third round. They can move one of those picks to go back if they don't feel anyone is there to trade up or the offer is too sweet to trade up. So then that's going to put them over their amount. But then they could go back, they can move back up, and it'll, it could break them even. So let's just say, what do they have, 11 picks? They start with 11 picks. They can pick up an additional two, maybe three more picks, depending how the trade is, is, is done. So you right there, you're at 14. And then you trade up once, you're right back at 11. Even if you trade up again, or like, I think it's going to be under, but I think they, it's not going to be under by much. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think we all agree they're going to be moving around, though. I, th I think we all think that. Uh, all right, Wayne. Let's see if Tony can do this with Voltron or Thundercats. And which one do you like better and why? Voltron. Um, oh, for me, it was Thundercats. Um, and it, it was just the you know the, to me the storyline for Thundercats was amazing and the bad guys were good. <laughs> the fighting Mumra and all them dumb, dumb other guys was really cool. And watching Mumra, I thought I I like watching Mumra transform more than I like watching the uh, 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 a Lionel transform into the Sword of Thunder. So Thundercats for me it was just you know, both were great. But Thundercats. For me. 
Interesting. Very interesting, man. I, I like both answers, man. It's tough because I, I grew up on both of them, but I was definitely a Thundercats guy. And for one reason, uh, my favorite animal was a tiger. It was a wild cat. And everybody on once I realized that everybody on Thundercats was a cat, it, it just it just blew my and like their names like Lion O, Panthro, Cheetara, like their names were the cat that they were named after. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was just like in awe. Like that that was it for me. Plus, I love Nunchuck. My favorite Ninja Turtle was Michelangelo. So watching Panthro out there with the Nunchucks, like it was just everything I wanted in a cartoon. Man, it was it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. Um, all right, let's do this one, then we'll get out of here because we were way over 30 minutes here. What position will the 49ers draft more than once? It's a good question. This is a really good question. I'm going with the edge. That's what I was going to say. I think they bolster up the edge. If you look at the pieces that they signed, I mean, yeah, they were, you know, one was a former first-round pick and then like a former fourth-round pick, but... When you look at those pieces, I mean, how did they translate in the NFL? And it doesn't really say that they did. It doesn't mean that they're not going to come in here and be great. But, I mean, that's the room. That's the depth. So I think they go out and get some young studs in here as well, man. And they're going to challenge them older veteran guys. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to have – listen, the, the one thing that I've, I've gotten out of the owners' meetings and the interviews from Kyle Shanahan – and mainly John Lynch, and even a little bit from Jay York, is that there is going to be competition. It doesn't matter what the position is. There's going to be some type of competition. Uh, and and so I think it's going to be edge for me. I, I would overload there. That's kind of like where we're the weakest in depth as well. To vote for edge, uh, I'm going to go with offensive line. I'm going to go with offensive line. I think that we could see them go for a center here. In the draft, I think we could see them draft a potential right tackle for the future, maybe even a left tackle for the future if they're not super duper confident in the guys that they have here. And the NFL has shown us one thing: it, it is it is letting us know it's painfully hard to get a good offensive lineman. So uh, I do think that we go out of our way to try to get a bunch of offensive linemen uh, during this draft. All right. So, guys, listen, that's going to do it. I want to thank everybody for their patience, man. We will be back today. Make sure you guys have these notifications set. Uh, I got to take my daughter to ballet. I may do a show or two just sitting there in the car, uh, kind of like a party in the Palisades, but during the month of March, I'm committed to this uh, March Madness. So, thank you guys, fellas, man. Thanks for jumping in. I appreciate you guys. Um, Tony, you drive safe. Wayne, tell Rome I said what up. All right. We're going to get out of here. Y'all be good. Peace.